Tired of the old spins? Welcome to the Anders of John Show, your refuge from mainstream media spin. Here we dissect fake news and expose the real stories. Don't just listen, engage. Sign up for our newsletter right now. Click the link in the description. Together we can change the way we consume news, challenge the narrative, and seek the truth. The Anders of John Show, because the truth matters. Now let's get into today's topic. In today's political landscape, a new narrative is taking shape, one that could fundamentally shift the global balance of power. With escalating tensions between superpowers, more and more nations are choosing not to pick sides. Instead, they're opting for a path that was once reserved for the Cold War era, non-alignment. But what does this resurgence of non-alignment mean for these nations and the world at large? Are we witnessing a major geopolitical shift? Let's delve into this fascinating development as we explore the non-aligned stance of nations like Brazil and South Africa and the ripple effects this could have on our global future. We're taking a deep dive into the concept of non-alignment a geopolitical strategy that seems to be making a comeback on the global stage. We're going to focus on South Africa and Brazil, two significant players in the non-aligned movement. Recently, there's been a resurgence in non-alignment, especially following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Non-alignment is a stance where countries resist taking sides in global conflicts, which has the potential to reshape international politics in a significant way. Countries in the global south are increasingly returning to this strategy, not wanting to get entangled in great power struggles. Let's turn to South Africa. President Cyril Ramaphosa has firmly reiterated South Africa's commitment to non-alignment amidst the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Despite pressure from trading partners, the country has chosen to uphold its position on peaceful conflict resolution and resist external pressures to pick a side. But, folks, this decision hasn't been without controversy. Accusations have surfaced suggesting that South Africa supplied weapons to Russia, contradicting its stated neutral stance. The US South Africa's second largest trading partner has even threatened potential penalties including the revocation of duty-free access to American markets. There's a lot at stake here. Now let's pivot to Brazil. Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, or simply Lula, has been calling for a group of neutral nations to mediate peace between Russia and Ukraine. His stance has been met with criticism from the US and Ukraine, but also with praise from Russia. He suggested that Brazil could lead a peace club of neutral countries to mediate discussions between the warring nations, in line with Brazil's long-standing foreign policy tradition of peace and cooperation. Lula's stance has been criticized by the West, with some viewing Brazil's neutrality as skewed towards Russia. These are complex situations with no easy answers, but it's clear that non-alignment is more relevant than ever. It's not just about avoiding conflict, it's about asserting sovereignty and the right to chart one's own course. That said, the pressure on these countries is intense, and the potential consequences of their decisions are far-reaching. In the face of the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine, some countries have chosen to maintain a non-aligned stance, which essentially means they refuse to explicitly side with either party involved in the conflict. This approach, however, has created both geopolitical and economic tensions, given the significant international pressure to condemn Russia's actions. I will provide some examples of non-alignment from different regions and discuss the historical context as well as potential implications. South Africa, under President Cyril Ramaphosa, South Africa has reaffirmed its commitment to non-alignment in the Russia-Ukraine conflict, even in the face of mounting pressure from trading partners like the United States. Ramaphosa has emphasized peaceful conflict resolution and resistance to external pressures to take sides. However, this stance has led to accusations that South Africa supplied weapons to Russia contradicting its neutral stance and resulted in threats of potential penalties from the United States. 
South Africa's second largest trading partner. Ramaphosa has strongly denied these allegations. South Africa's non-alignment is rooted in its historical experiences with colonialism and the Cold War, where it often found itself a pawn in global power struggles. The country's stance is expected to face further scrutiny in the upcoming BRICS summit, especially if Russian President Vladimir Putin attends one too. Brazil, Brazilian President U.S. in a CEO Lula da Silva has also advocated for a non-aligned stance in the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Despite facing criticism from the U.S. and Ukraine for his comments and efforts to broker a peace deal, Lula maintains that a group of neutral nations should work together to help resolve the conflict. He has refused to supply weapons to Ukraine and has suggested that Brazil could lead a peace club of neutral countries to mediate discussions between the two sides. However, this stance has faced criticism from both the West and Ukraine, with the West increasingly viewing Brazil's neutrality as skewed towards Russia. Lula's stance aligns with Brazil's long-standing foreign policy tradition of peace and cooperation, but his comments have sparked controversy, particularly his criticism of US and EU involvement in the conflict. The concept of non-alignment dates back to the Cold War era when many newly independent nations, particularly those in Asia and Africa, sought to avoid becoming entangled in the superpower rivalry between the United States and the Soviet Union. The Non-Aligned Movement, established in 1961, was the formal organization of these countries. Today, while the Cold War context has changed, the principle of non-alignment has re-emerged in a different form, as seen in the examples of South Africa and Brazil. However, the implications of these non-aligned stances for global politics are complex and can be seen as contributing to a more multipolar world order. These stances can potentially challenge the dominance of traditional powers and reshape geopolitical alignment but they also come with risks and pressures, as these countries navigate their relationships with major powers and manage their own national interests in a highly interconnected world. As we delve deeper into the concept of non-alignment and its current relevance, it's important to understand that this approach to international relations is not a simple binary choice between supporting one side or another in a conflict. Instead, it is a complex stance that requires careful balancing of a country's own interests, its relationships with major powers, and the global norms and principles it upholds. Firstly, the non-aligned stance is fundamentally about autonomy in foreign policy decision-making. It is a declaration by a country that it will not be unduly influenced by external pressures or align itself fully with any major power. This principle of autonomy is particularly significant for countries like South Africa and Brazil, which have experienced periods of external domination or interference in their history. They value the ability to formulate their own foreign policies based on their national interests and not simply follow the dictates of more powerful nations. However, the pursuit of autonomy doesn't mean isolation. Countries adopting a non-aligned stance often strive to play active roles in international diplomacy. For instance, President Lula da Silva of Brazil has suggested forming a peace club of neutral countries to mediate the Russia-Ukraine conflict. This not only highlights Brazil's non-aligned stance but also its desire to contribute positively to global peace and stability. Non-alignment also entails a commitment to peaceful conflict solution. This is evident in both the South African and Brazilian cases, where the leaders have emphasized their belief in negotiations and dialogue as the path to resolving the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Such a stance aligns with the broader principles of international law, which encourages peaceful settlement of disputes and discourages aggressive actions like invasions. However, a non-aligned stance can be difficult to maintain in practice. As seen in South Africa's case, the country has faced accusations of providing weapons to Russia and potential penalties 
authorities from the US. This highlights the pressures non-aligned countries can face from major powers. Similarly, Brazil's neutrality has been viewed with suspicion, with some observers believing it leans towards Russia. These examples underscore the challenges non-aligned countries can face in maintaining their stance amidst geopolitical pressures. Another important aspect of non-alignment is the potential impact on a country's international image and relationships. A non-aligned stance can sometimes be misinterpreted as indecisiveness or even tacit support for an aggressor. This could strain relations with countries that have taken a clear position on the issue. For instance, Brazil's criticism of the US and EU involvement in the Ukraine conflict has led to tensions with these entities. Despite these challenges, non-alignment can be a strategic choice in certain contexts. In a multipolar world where power is diffused among multiple countries, non-alignment can provide a degree of flexibility. It allows countries to navigate complex international relations without being overly committed to any one power or bloc. This can potentially open up opportunities for diplomatic engagements and negotiations that may not be available to countries that are firmly aligned with one side or another. Non-alignment is a complex and nuanced stance in international politics. It embodies principles of autonomy, peaceful conflict resolution, and active diplomacy, but can also present significant challenges in the face of geopolitical pressures and differing interpretations. As we continue to witness shifts in the global order, the concept of non-alignment and the strategies countries employ to maintain it will continue to be a compelling area of study. Understanding the motivations, implications, and challenges of non-alignment can provide valuable insights into the evolving dynamics of international relations. It's more its more of exactly the same. This is what the U.S. does everywhere. So they're using Ukraine as a proxy against Russia. They're, they're obviously cultivating separatism in uh, the, the island province of Taiwan to use that against the rest of China. And they're also in Australia, and they're cultivating Australia as a, a armed, belligerent proxy against China. And again, when you look at who China's largest, most important trade partner is, by far is China. The United States will never be able to, to serve as an alternative for the, the, the economic connections and opportunities China offers Australia. So who is, who is the United States arming Australia to, to fight against? their largest trade partner. Why would, why would China disrupt that uh, militarily when they're benefiting so much from, uh, from this relationship uh, in terms of economics? And then Indonesia and other nations in the region, they understand that most of their trade is taking place in Asia. And so if the United States manages to, to create some sort of conflict or even tensions and, and destabilizing the region, that's going to affect the economy of every single nation in the region. And again, that, that is the goal the United States has. Uh, it's not just China surpassing the US, it's all of Asia rising and surpassing the, the whole of West, of the West. So they're, they're interested in destabilizing and leveling to the grounds all of Asia if they can, if they can get away with it. And apparently, Australia is very eager to do this. I mean, there's, there, are, there are former politicians, there are political activists in Australia fighting against this. But of course, we all are aware of the, the momentum and the, the scale of the propaganda machines operating all across the West. And Australia is no exception. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it is really... When Australia maybe has been, even prior to what's been going on in Ukraine, a, proto a real prototype for what's been happening to the collective West under U.S. dominion, which is 
being constantly pushed and, and honestly embracing. I mean, there's very little pushback in Australia's political system around this. Uh, there's been a wide embrace of this growing conflict with China. And it, it feels like a mirror to the EU almost, where the EU has, despite however much sanctions on Russia, really do go against the EU's economic interests, still doing it and still embracing it in principle and and based on their so-called morals. Australia has done the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, that's the point to make that this isn't this isn't uncharted territory uh, where Australia is headed. And I think their economy has already suffered because of this irrational belligerence that they, they are adopting against China. They already have. Uh, but the EU is taking it to the extreme and they're they're showing Australia what what where their future lies. But also, I think Ukraine is kind of giving a little uh, glimpse into the future of how far this can go if Australia allows it. And the, the problem is, and uh, Caitlin Johnstone wrote a really good article in Consortium News about this, about how Australia essentially fears the United States more than if uh, obviously doesn't fear China at all. They're not worried about China. They're worried about the United States because nothing that they're doing serves their best interests by going along with the U.S. And they're quite, uh, I, well, you know, it's hard to say because when you when you listen to some of these Australian politicians talk, they seem very eager to go along with this. But uh, there would be consequences if anyone came along and tried to oppose this. And again, just look at Germany. The U.S. was placing sanctions on German and other European companies involved in the Nord Stream 2 construction. And the, the U.S. went as far as literally blowing the pipeline up to stop that. What would they do to Australia? How far would they go with Australia to ensure that it, it went down this path of, of playing proxy for the U.S. against China? It's uh, scary to even think. I recently came across an article titled Brian Berletic, China will destroy a UK-US in Taiwan and the Pacific. Now, let me tell you, this is a serious claim and it requires our attention. So, let's dive into it. First off, the author suggests that China is not interested in conflict but rather in cooperation. They argue that China is showing its commitment to cooperation on the world stage. Now, I have to say, this view seems a bit naive. Yes, China may engage in some cooperative efforts, but we cannot overlook its aggressive actions in the region. The formation of the August alliance between the US, Australia and the UK was a response to China's increasing assertiveness. The article goes on to discuss the commitment to develop Australia's capacity in nuclear submarines. Yes, this is an expensive endeavor for Australia and it will require a significant expansion of their military budget. But let's not forget the reason behind this decision. China's growing military presence and assertive actions in the region cannot be ignored. It's about maintaining a balance of power and protecting the interests of the United States and its allies. The author suggests that China's largest trade partner is the US and disrupting that relationship would not be in China's best interest. While there may be economic ties between China and the US, we cannot overlook the strategic competition that exists between these two powers. China's ambitions extend far beyond trade partnerships, and the United States and its allies must be prepared to counter any threats to regional stability.
Coffee. Furthermore, the article mentions the concerns raised by Indonesia and other nations in the region about the potential destabilization caused by the US-China conflict. Now, I understand the concerns about regional stability, but let's not forget that China's actions have already raised alarm bells. Its expansionist moves in the South China Sea and its increasing military assertiveness are clear indications of its intentions. It's important for the United States and its allies to stand united against any aggression in the region. The author also touches upon the situation in Taiwan. They claim that the United States is developing a proxy war with Taiwan and that Taiwan's political autonomy is an illusion. Now, I have to strongly disagree with this assessment. Taiwan is a vibrant democracy with its own government and institutions. The United States and many other nations recognize Taiwan as a separate entity from mainland China. The US commitment to Taiwan's defense is not about proxy wars, it's about upholding democratic values and protecting a free and prosperous society. The article suggests that the United States is preparing for a war with China and that China is trying to avoid such a conflict. While it's true that tensions have been rising between the US and China, I believe that both countries understand the consequences of a direct military confrontation. The focus should be on diplomatic efforts to de-escalate tensions and find peaceful resolutions to the challenges we face. In conclusion, the claims made in this article need to be scrutinized carefully. While it's important to consider different perspectives, we must not overlook the realities on the ground. China's assertive actions and growing military capabilities pose significant challenges to regional stability. The United States and its allies must work together to address these challenges and ensure a peaceful and prosperous future for the Indo-Pacific region. Dave Rubin, well, folks, there you have it. A lot to unpack from that article. It's clear that the situation in the Indo-Pacific region is complex and requires careful consideration. We must not ignore China's assertive actions and growing military capabilities. The United States and its allies have a responsibility to maintain stability in the region and protect their interests. Now, I understand the concerns about potential conflicts and the economic implications. Nobody wants war, and we must do everything we can to avoid it. However, we cannot turn a blind eye to the challenges posed by China's aggressive behavior. It's crucial for the United States to stand firm and support its allies in the region. Some may argue that diplomatic efforts are the only solution, and I agree that diplomacy should be our first approach. But we must also be prepared to defend our values and interests when necessary. This requires a strong military and strategic partnerships with like-minded nations. Let's not forget that Taiwan is a thriving democracy, and its autonomy must be respected. The United States and its allies have a duty to support Taiwan and protect it from any aggression. We must not let the illusion of political autonomy cloud our judgment. In the end, it's essential to have open and honest discussions about the challenges we face. We need to consider different perspectives and find common ground. The Indo-Pacific region is vital for global security and economic stability. It's in our best interest to work together and find peaceful solutions to the complex issues at hand. One aspect that deserves our attention is the economic interdependence between China and its trading partners. The article raised the point that disrupting economic ties between China and countries like Australia may not be in China's best interest. While it's true that China is a significant trading partner for many nations, we must also consider the potential risks associated with over-reliance on a single country for economic growth. China's economic rise has undoubtedly brought opportunities, but it has also presented challenges, particularly in terms of fair trade practices and intellectual property theft. The United States and its allies have legitimate concerns about protecting their industries, jobs, and national security. Balancing economic cooperation with safeguarding vital interests is a delicate task that requires careful navigation. Moreover, the article mentioned the concerns of Indonesia and 
and other regional nations about the potential destabilization caused by the US-China conflict, it's understandable that neighboring countries are apprehensive about any escalation that could disrupt their economies and jeopardize regional stability. However, it's essential to address the root cause of these concerns, which lies in China's actions and ambitions in the region. China's assertiveness in the South China Sea, its territorial disputes with neighboring countries, and its increasing military capabilities have raised alarm bells internationally. These actions create an environment of uncertainty and heightened tensions. It's crucial for the United States and its allies to maintain a unified front and deter any potential aggression that threatens regional peace. Now, let's address the claims made about the United States preparing for war with China. It's essential to approach this topic with nuance and context. While military preparedness is a crucial aspect of any nation's defense strategy, it doesn't necessarily mean that war is inevitable or desired. The primary objective should be to deter conflict through strength and resolve, while also seeking diplomatic solutions and engagement. The United States, like any sovereign nation, must be prepared to protect its interests and defend its allies if necessary. This doesn't imply a desire for war but rather a commitment to peace through strength. The goal is to maintain stability and ensure that the rules-based international order is upheld. However, it's also worth acknowledging that war between major powers is always a last resort. Both the United States and China understand the devastating consequences that such a conflict would entail. Diplomatic efforts, dialogue, and cooperation must remain at the forefront of our engagement with China with the aim of resolving disputes and maintaining peace. The Indo-Pacific region is facing significant challenges, and it's crucial that we approach them with clear-eyed analysis and informed discussions. The United States, its allies, and China must navigate these complex dynamics while prioritizing peace, stability, and the protection of shared interests. In today's political landscape, a new narrative is taking shape, one that could fundamentally shift the global balance of power. With escalating tensions between superpowers, more and more nations are choosing not to pick sides. Instead, they're opting for a path that was once reserved for the Cold War era, non-alignment. But what does this resurgence of non-alignment mean for these nations and the world at large? Are we witnessing a major geopolitical shift? Let's delve into this fascinating development as we explore the non-aligned stance of nations like Brazil and South Africa and the ripple effects this could have on our global future. We're taking a deep dive into the concept of non-alignment, a geopolitical strategy that seems to be making a comeback on the global stage. We're going to focus on South Africa and Brazil, two significant players in the non-aligned movement. Recently, there's been a resurgence in non-alignment, especially following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Non-alignment is a stance where countries resist taking sides in global conflicts, which has the potential to reshape international politics in a significant way. Countries in the global south are increasingly returning to this strategy, not wanting to get entangled in great power struggles. Let's turn to South Africa. President Cyril Ramaphosa has firmly reiterated South Africa's commitment to non-alignment amidst the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Despite pressure from trading partners, the country has chosen to uphold its position on peaceful conflict resolution and resist external pressures to pick a side. But, folks, this decision hasn't been without controversy. Accusations have surfaced suggesting that South Africa supplied weapons to Russia, contradicting its stated neutral stance. The US, South Africa's second largest trading partner, has even threatened potential penalties including the revocation of duty-free access to American markets. There's a lot at stake here. Now, let's pivot to Brazil. Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, or simply Lula, has been calling for a group of neutral nations to mediate peace between Russia and Ukraine. His stance has been met with criticism from the US and Ukraine, but also with praise from Russia. He suggested that Brazil could lead a peace club of neutral 
countries to mediate discussions between the warring nations in line with Brazil's long-standing foreign policy tradition of peace and cooperation.